Hello, welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. It's us, it's just me. Um, I'm having such a laugh talking to people about these shows over the last while. And the thing that keeps coming up when the interviews are kind of finished or I'm thanking someone for taking part, they're like, I could talk about this all day. And I'm just like, oh my God, me too. It's just been such a laugh to find other people to gossip with about housewives and I have to say I'm so grateful for everybody who's messaged so far kind of on social media and stuff because it's like yes they're always like I'm not alone (laughs) you talk about it the way I do I'm like yes we're out there we exist in Ireland (laughs) I'm gonna get to my guest Darren in just a second it has been an interesting week in housewives news because we've had two episodes of Salt Lake City we got an extra one this week although that means we'll be one episode less this week, which is hard to imagine, and the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. We got to see the looks that they were sporting for that uh, filming, which is kind of an all yellow cast memo, I guess, where they're all in different shades of yellow to kind of tie in with, I think, like a theme around the cast trip or something. And there's talk of them possibly having four parts for the reunion as well. I mean, at this point, I'll watch it all. I'd watch a 12-part reunion. So do what you need to do, Bravo TV. I'm down for all of it. Uh, my guest today is Darren Garhi. We only talked about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but I feel like we still covered so much ground. Like, you can honestly just pick one city and expand upon it for so long, I'm finding, which was uh, really interesting to realise. We recorded it on Zoom. There was a little bit of back and forth of the tech at one point, so it may dip in and out sound-wise. I have tried to give it a little tweak in post-production anyways. Hopefully it's okay, but just to give you a heads up, do make sure you check out Duran's podcast as well. It just has such an amazing guest list on it. All right, enough chatter out of me. Let's get to our interview. Here is Darren Garrahy on Housewives and Me. So my guest today is one half of 2FM Breakfast with Deirdre Nunez, which, funny enough, airs on 2FM. She hosts the podcast The Last of Your Life. On her RT Player series, The Deirdre Project, she sends up some of her favourite Irish celebrities and creates whole new characters as well. And now it is with great pleasure that I announce she also watches The Real Housewives. So we finally have a new fan in the mist today joining us. Deirdre Garhi, welcome to Housewives and Me, a new Housewives fan. Oh my God, Connor, <laughs> I am so happy to be here. I feel so grateful to be here. Um, thank you for having me. And you know what? We have bonded over a lot of kind of like reality TV, pop culture stuff in pa- mm-hmm. passing through 2FM. Yeah. And I, you, I, I, I had actually heard you mention and maybe tweet about and just talk about online uh, Real Housewives before. And I, I knew it was something I would like, but it was kind of something that I just, was just kind of pushing away for the moment. I was like, you know what? I will get into it eventually. I need to have time, though. I need space. And uh, and that's what lockdown did for me. <laughs> so here I am as a fan. That's so funny because I was actually going to ask because I'm assuming you're one of the people who got on board the summer when some of the shows went on Netflix. So was it Beverly Hills, Netflix? And you thought, I'm going to give this a go. Yes. So obviously looking at Netflix, what the hell do we watch? And it was actually Paddy. But he, he, he kind of pretended he was like, oh, maybe we'll give that a go. And then about about 20 minutes into the first episode, he was like, oh, no, no, wait till wait till Brandy comes in. And I was like, what? He was like, wait, he's he like seen all of it. So he was a longtime fan. Your other half, Paddy, has been watching it secretly or unbeknownst to you. He'd already seen it. But he's still like every time I kind of ask, like, wait, hang on. 
Now, I think it might be because he watched it with an ex. He's been oh, weird about, about fair the enough. actual details. Mm. So I'm like, but I, I wouldn't care. I'd just be like, oh, cool. Like, that's cool. But he's like, every time I'm like, no, what what point in your life did you actually watch this? He's like, I don't know, just uh, what? <laughs> so anyway, we are bet into it. Like absolutely love it. And it's one of those things, it doesn't matter what night of the week, what mood we're in, whether we're hanging, whether, you know, it, it just always brings us joy. Do you know what? That's a huge part of it. Like, and it's why it's so fun to talk to people about it. Like whether it's like yourself, a newcomer or someone who's watched for 10 years, because it's always the best escapism. And obviously this year more than ever, like escapism is just what we need, whether it's one episode or three in a row or like texting your friend being like, I'm on season four. Where are you? Like, it's just the lift we need. But I'm obsessed with the idea that you watch it together because I mean, I find it, I find this mad personally, but I still hear from people who are like, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm a gal in her 30s, but my fella won't watch it, so I have to sneak into the other room. So I'm glad that there's none of that kind of, ah, oh, missus is watching her soaps kind of bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And actually, I would like sometimes put up a story and say like, oh, watching Housewives tonight. And sometimes people will write to me and be like, does your, hang on, are you home alone? Or does your boyfriend like actually watch that with you? And I'm like, hey, Patty, look, look at the messages. He's like, there's, there's no shame. I don't know. I don't have no shame. I'm delighted. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a lucky gal, I think, that we can just both throw it on and both enjoy it. Because it's actually, apart from that, outside of Real Housewives, we very rarely agree, agree on what we should watch. So yeah, this is just what, this is what brings us together. And is, what do you think that is? Do you think he just appreciates that it's like a good soap opera? Like, does he think, oh, well, I'm getting to know what women really think? Or is he just like, it's just a laugh? I think he just thinks it's hilarious. Okay. Like, I, I think he's just baffled by the the behavior and how, like, in one episode, one of the women could call the other, like, not even that viciously. They could say, like, I just think you're being a bit insecure. And that will, like, fuel for episodes and, and it's just like how I think he's and, and this is what I'm fascinated by how they manage to absolutely and completely drag the arse out of things like that but you don't like you don't go oh my god you're pathetic you kind of go you find yourself in a mode of like fair enough <laughs> whereas in real life you'd be like oh my god the drag like what if someone you know if someone you knew was like that you'd be like you are insane Whereas you're watching it and you're like, fair. I mean, they don't have a whole lot else going on. Like, yeah, if I was that rich and had that much time, I'd probably just bring drama into my life also. <laughs> you're so right. Because I'm thinking you've only seen Beverly Hills so far, right? So I've only seen Beverly Hills. Yeah. A lot of people had said to me, give New York a crack. And now, to be fair, I didn't really sit down and try it. I kind of was pottering around the kitchen one day and I put on episode one. And I think I was just so devoted to Beverly Hills. I was kind of like, I don't. I don't, what? Where is Lisa? Yeah, they're Lisa also, Rinna? yeah, they're all so different. Like, New York is, when it finds its feet, is much funnier. Like, Atlanta is much more dramatic, but also in Atlanta, they'll have a huge blow up and say awful things. And then a week later, they've kind of moved on. Whereas, as you say, in Beverly Hills, one incident gets dragged out for six episodes. And then you think they've moved on. They're like, and I'm still upset about X. And you're just like, why are we still <laughs> talking about this? Like, it's just so funny how city to city, it's very different. Yes, and like say, like I'm on, I think season, yeah, season seven now with wow. with it, and like they'll still make references to stuff that happened season two, like and and you know a running theme will be like, well, you know, Lisa Vanderpump, ultimate manipulator, and it's like they just, I mean, I know that's a personality trait, and so it's okay to kind of drag that on, but they'll bring up stuff like that they said they had forgiven, 
and like they just clearly have not forgiven you know like Kyle and, and Lisa Vanderpump's relationship is rocky and weird and but I kind of I kind of love it as well. Sorry, I'm probably straying now. You, no. you probably have set questions you would like to, to ask. No, this is the beauty but, um, of it because I want to ask people set questions sort of, but also it is finding out what different people are getting from it. So like the fact that you're drawn to say Kyle and Lisa's friendship, whereas someone else would be like, well, I don't like such and such. So of the seven seasons of Beverly Hills you've watched, who is like, who have you gravitated towards? And have you found that over the course, even of a binge watch that you feel differently about someone that you did from maybe when you first started versus now? Yes. So, um, I, I, do you know what? So I think it was maybe, it was definitely season one, a couple of episodes in, I did an Insta story and I was like, oh my God, I'm watching the housewives. Or maybe it was the season two, whatever season Brandy came in, it was fairly early on. I think it was maybe season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, I, I had just watched the first episode with Brandy, which was the explosive slut pig one. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I love hearing I you say that. Through- <laughs> You know the truths now. You know the real iconography now. <laughs> oh my god! So it was just—I had just watched that episode, and I did st- a, a few stories about it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, just watch this episode tonight. And I was like, "I kind of love Brandy. Like, I do love that she's not scared of the girls, and uh, she she's just coming in and she's just fucking shit up basically. And uh, and they're all trying so hard to to find reasons to hate her because she's fairly stunning, and I think they just. I mean, now I know the kind of person she is, but the time I was like, she's a leggy blonde. They want her dead. (laughs) So I remember doing stories and I was like, oh, like I kind of like, oh my God, my DMs lit up. And no one was being like stadia for liking Brandy. They were just like, oh, they're in. I felt the same, but just wait. I think I sent you one of those. I'm almost sure I was like, hold on, on, give it a year, give it a season. Oh, God. So, yeah, but to go back to your question. So I, okay, I know that people have issues with Kyle and they think that she's... Now, I would say Kyle is actually fairly protected in the in the show, like by producers and by even just editing. Like, I, I'd say there are things, because they know that she's a solid, like she's there from the start and they have to, they have to have someone, you know, who's there since the get go. So I'd say she's fairly minded and she you kind of you can pick up from the um, the reunions that she she was the first person that the kind of they came to about doing a show. Is that isn't that right? Yeah, I think they sniffed around for people and she came up early on. I think the folklore is that she kind of helped connect them to certain people. And obviously her sister was in the mix. So like they and obviously her and her sister are child stars. So they're in Hollywood and they wanted that angle for a show set in Beverly Hills. So she's definitely been with the show since the beginning in every sense of the words. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, um, I do think she's probably a little bit minded, but I still really like Kyle. I, I just think like she, that her level of bitchiness, like there are times where you kind of go, Oh, hang on now, Kyle, you know, reel it in. Uh, you said this before you said that before, but sure. We all do that. You have to actually catch yourself sometimes when you're watching this show and go okay I might whatever level of fucked up I think that behavior is I have done a level of it before and I think you you can either go into a mode of like serious judgment and like oh they're all pathetic losers who are you know they, they're only cool because they're rich and they're not actually nice people but like I think for the for the most part most of them are fairly okay people like I think Kyle genuinely is mad about her family and and the kids and 
and wanting to be close to her daughters. Now, when, when the girls were going to college, I was a bit like, will you reel it in? Like when they were, <laughs> there was a scene with her, there was a scene with her and Mauricio trying to figure out how much money they should give Alexia every week. And it was like, well, I mean, between meals and, you know, if she wants to go shopping, probably about $900 a week. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think she can be fairly dramatic, but I, I love her. I, I do think, and I feel really sorry for her and, and her relationship with Kim. Like, I think it's, there's so many sisterly, like, vicious, you know, th- themes that, that come up, you know, because there are things that only you and your sister would get away with arguing about uh, and not falling out over, like anyone else you would fall out. But I think she's had a rough time Um just because, you know, with Kim's addiction, it's not easy and it's not something easy to navigate. And then to do it on TV. Um, and I know that was a choice, obviously, but uh, there are definitely certain things that I'd say are going on in the background that Kyle would never bring into the actual show. And there's so many things left unsaid um, that I think it's she probably has had a tough time of it. Actually, I hadn't even thought of that sort of because obviously you have two sisters and they're quite well known as well. And like, you know, that thing of like, people probably go, oh, their sisterhood is probably like this. But as you say, like you can love the bones off a sibling or a family member. And also it's like the way sometimes your mum or dad will say something to you and they don't mean it bad. They go, you look tired. Like family can say stuff that's maybe not nice, but they're not coming at it to be nasty, but it's all this history behind it. So it's like, everything is much more loaded. Same with the Kardashians. People love that show because every interaction they have even a simple one has history behind it versus like introduce me to your friend oh we have beef it's like you don't know them with sisters and families it's very like there's much more at stake totally and when there's a fight with a sibling like you know the thing to say that will absolutely cut them deep and sometimes if things get vicious you you say that exact thing and i think that was probably the case with kyle and kim and so it's aired on tv and then like you have to relive it when you're actually watching it because obviously they film it and it doesn't air until months later then everyone's opinions about it on twitter and the other housewives opinions and i can see you can see those moments say in the reunions where it drives kyle or kim mad to see the other women side with the other sisters so say like for kyle watching brandy who it may it's even worse with her because she can she has just has been so vicious in the past but for her to team up with kim and be like, Kyle, you're a shit sister. Like, you are just such a shit sister. And Kyle, like, I would feel the rage for Kyle. Like, it's like, Brandy, what is your motive here, you psycho? Oh, God. It's intense. It is. And I, I'm, do you know what? I have to say, I go back and forth and Kyle, I'm one of those people, but you do bring a good point that she's given a lot to the show. I mean, I can't. I'm like, you know what? I'll allow that. So you're on season seven. <laughs> so you're on... Um, you're on season seven, so you've had you've just said goodbye to Yolanda. You've had a year of Erica. No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, Yolanda's on season seven. She's in season seven. People yeah. are gonna be so mad oh, I got that wrong. Seven? Oh, then I might be season. Then I might be season. No, I'm season seven. I definitely am season seven. Yeah. Okay, so you've met. You're getting to know Dorit as well. As has that happened? Oh no, no. Then I'm season six. <laughs> okay, then you're I'm season, season six. six. But you've met Erica. We've met Erica. Love Erica. Okay, interesting. So what you're into Erica so far? 
I'm so scared. Am I not supposed to be <laughs> No, no. Like it's I listen. I am a I'm a noted Erica Jane apologist. Even in later seasons when she's not as light, I'm like she can do no wrong. Step on me, Erica. But I was just curious because it changes the beauty of Housewives. As I'm sure you've noticed, you watch one season, and go yeah, no, I'm definitely in so and so's corner after this season, and oh, then yeah. you watch the next. You're like, I would never want to see so and so again. They're trash. Like it changes totally. year and year, big time. So who have we got? Uh, so this season, Erica Jane. Lisa Rinna, Lisa mm-hmm. Vanderpump, Kyle, Eileen, and Yolanda. That's us. I love Eileen. I, I, I was interested in Yolanda. Like, I think she ended up in a weird spot in the end. But, like, that's a strong cast of Beverly Hills ladies, I think. Um, Eileen, I don't really like. I, I, I think, uh, oh, she just doesn't bring a whole lot. And, uh, and it's, it's like, I don't know, her divorce, or sorry, her affair and then marrying her husband it's like you're not allowed to talk about it. It's like you talk about everyone else's relationships. Like, why is it It's like she gets so crazy offended when anyone tries to talk about it, but she's OK to talk about other people's, you know, mishaps in their marriage or whatever. Um, I'd say she's just extra power, power about it because I think it's her third marriage. So she's probably just a bit scarred and, and doesn't really want to bring it up. Then it's like, <laughs> why did you do the show? Because I did I, I did kind of think from the start, like she did not need to do this show. What what is the story with that? Well, maybe she did. Who knows? Maybe her money isn't great in her acting jobs, but it just didn't seem like she needed to do it. Anyway, sorry, we were talking about Erica Jane. So far, I really like Erica Jane because, you know, I, I t- totally opposite to Eileen. She has married this guy who's, what, what is he, like 30 years her senior? So everyone does the jaw drop when she tells them. And I just love how she totally owns it. She's not in any way apologetic about it. She's just like, yeah we're married and it's cool and we're great and like I don't know I just think it's a far cry from Eileen who's like real paro about her past it's like just yes yeah I hadn't thought of that actually I do it is actually one of my favorite moments from that season because it's like there's that big introduction of Erica with all the women and she just really plainly goes my husband's 76 and she says it like you know oh it's quite wet today oh it's a bit chilly my husband's 76. It's as if to say, I dare you to be shocked. And that's how you do it. You go, yeah. the problem is yours. Yeah. It's not mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. What's, is that her name? The, the one who's married to the is NBA player? So Catherine. She's in this season as well. Yeah, she's very dull, though. She's a one and done. So I'm like, yeah, of course we forgot about her. She's she's dull. But in this season, she, uh, um, Erica Jane says to her, in like, it is so clearly in confidence. But as we know, nothing's no. ever in confidence in, in in the real housewives but she's like she basically says to Catherine Erica Jane is like just watch out for Lisa Vanderpump she can get you into her web and Catherine goes straight back to Lisa Vanderpump and is like Erica Jane said that you could get me into my into your web what's this about it's just like and then Lisa Vanderpump comes to Erica Jane and she's like what are you talking about web I don't know what you're talking about what's this web you're talking about Oh, God. And Erica Jane just owns it. She's just like, yeah, I did say that you put people in a web. Like, you're just, you can be manipulative. What's actually, Connor? what's your take on Lisa Vanderpump and being manipulative? Do you think she is? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad in the sense I'm like right up to date Beverly Hills. And in the season before the one we just had, Lisa kind of left in a in a messy way because of all these allegations. But going even back to where you were, 
I think once the show took off past the second or third season, say, I think Lisa realized she was the driving force. Because I think when the show started, they did pivot it around Kyle in their head. But when Lisa came on the scene, they realized, oh, this person has so much more going on. She's the voice of reason, but also she is a lead character. And I think once that happened, she was kind of, she was kind of the matriarch of the group. And, they, and that happens in Housewives. One of them will sort of take a center position. And I just think she wanted to maintain that while also always being in the right and never having to really go in the muck. So she's, you do feel like she's maneuvering them all, which in a way I enjoy watching because it's fascinating. But I can get why all the women are like, wait a minute, hold on. Yes, I would say out of all of them, she's the most likely to be clever enough to maybe plant seeds off camera say stuff off you know what i mean like like remember the whole drama about um oh my god that brandy like absolutely ratted her out and was like bring those that that lisa said bring the magazines about mauricio cheating on the mm. on the trip and uh i was so i felt so mixed about that as well because okay if lisa said it it is it's fairly vicious like but for Brandy to break the trust after all that lisa had like done to support brandy i just think Brandy is one of those dangerous, dangerous people who you cannot trust and plays the whole, I don't tell lies card. It's like, but you, you're like, it's honorable to just, that people can trust you. Like you can't just blurt out anything that someone tells you when they, you know that they don't want you to say it. It's not cool to just tell the truth that you heard. Oh, God. No, it's that's such a good point about Brandy because in a way she's great television because she's not afraid to walk into a scene and go, well, you said X and I'm going to tell yeah. everyone. But also, I, it's tricky with her. She said stuff I've been really put off by on the show and she's been on other reality shows and being quite, quite combative, I suppose. But it's also funny because she has kids in a home life that we never really get to see in the show. And I always think if we saw more of that, we'd probably she would soften in the eyes of the viewer, but because she's always in attack mode and we, she can't show her personal life in the same way, we as viewers are like, you're always just at them. Whereas the others all get those little like pishy pottery scenes around the gaff, like packing for a trip, talking to their kid or playing with their dog. With Brandy, it's like a tiny apartment. She's like, I fucking hate me, Serena. Like there's no light and shade at all. You know, like she just comes off so mean because there's no other levels to her. That's so true. And and she she says that in like pretty much all of the reunions. She's like that her ex won't let her show the kids or whatever. Yeah, like every scene with her is either at a boozy lunch or a, a boozy party. And uh, and it's yeah, that's I do think she was probably hard done by in that sense. But I mean, it doesn't excuse some of the horrendous mm. things. Like remember when she threw the wine at Eileen? Like, oh. <laughs> so weird. Weird. That's actually the thing. It's like her behavior. It's just so strange for a grown woman with kids it's like for anyone but particularly someone who should have a, maybe a bit of softness and a, and a motherly side and it, you know and because she talks about her kids so fondly it's not like like you don't get the vibe that she's like oh my kids are an annoyance like she does she seems mm. to really be mad about them and and bet into their activities and all that kind of stuff so i don't know she just some of the things that she would say what other stuff has she said oh god Stuff to Kyle as well. Like, sorry, my absolute, absolute favourite was Amsterdam. Iconic. That's the best Beverly Hills has ever been. Like, really. <laughs> I mean, they will never chase that high again. They just will never have that moment again. When Kyle runs out the fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> like a ghost in the night. She does that thing where she's like, the lights come on in the club and they're the first to leave. You know, you see whoever you've been shifting, you're like, oh my God, you're hideous. I'm out of here. She did that legger. 
Oh, like what did Harry Hamlin do? We still don't know, do we? There are rumours online and it's obviously all alleged rumours that there was some kind of infidelity or there's some kind of infidelity that apparently Lisa supposedly knows about and kind of is okay with but never wants to get out there and he has he's had a woman on the side for years. I mean, those are the rumours but I'm also like this show muckrakes so much that I feel like if there was more to that rumour they would have gone into it and it did feel yes. like you know it came at that point on the show was just would have said anything for, to get a rise of someone and I think she just was like oh the husband oh, oh God. but watching yeah. Rinna lose it with the wine glass is just iconic like I could watch that scene on a loop forever <laughs> forever oh it's so good and Eileen going beast I mean Eileen was worth the paycheck for that alone <laughs> <laughs> oh God yeah very good I wanted to ask you though, because you actually, while we were chatting about Lisa Vanderpump, you did a pretty good impression of her. And I was curious, as someone who does impressions on your radio show, you do it on Darren Project, you've impersonated some famous Irish people. Can you do any Beverly Hills impressions yet? Have you have you tried to? <laughs> uh, what are the ones that I would, I mean, I've never properly tried, but just some of the quotes. I love saying, um, do, you, do you remember the reunion when Kim was like, Yolanda! Yolanda! <laughs> he was trying to make a point to Yolanda and she was like, her eyes were like hopping out of her head. She was like, Yolanda! Yolanda! Anytime I hear Yolanda, <laughs> that's all I want to say. I just, I'm howling because obviously it's a podcast, but we're on Zoom and I'm just, you just, you did a, such a physical performance for that. You really got your whole body into that. You were like, <laughs> she moved away from the mic. She gestured with one finger. Wow. Wow. The Oscar goes to. <laughs> now, Lisa Vanderpump, I love to do because have you know, like she does this, this with her hands. It's like this regal thing. It's like yeah. she, her hair is always forward and she does this kind of like, I mean, what are we talking about? I don't know why we're all yeah. so dramatic about it. It's really, I don't know. I mean, anyone like, and when she knows she's in the wrong about something, like if she definitely did say something someone and she's taken up and she's like oh for god's sake can we not do this this afternoon really <laughs> it's like you know you're in the wrong but girl i would do the same thing just bob it off you're right it's all the like it's just that very like that kind of accent she has where it's like she's always clearing her throat and going oh god i never said you were a bad sister i said your sistership was bad like just always yeah. evading always like kind of going oh i don't want to go there today even though i brought it up to be on camera yes. on a reality show like oh oh my god that's her to uh, yeah and what well, there was one of the seasons the end of i mean that's when kyle annoys me a bit i suppose because there was one uh reunion where kyle was so Oh, anti Lisa Vanderbilt. And it was because of the whole uh, magazine thing, the tabloid thing about Mauricio. And then the following season, Kyle and uh, Lisa, by the end of the season, were sitting on the same couch, absolute besties. So it's weird. It's a weird one with Kyle. Like, what is it about Lisa that she always wants to go back to her no matter what? She always wants to be her mate again, no matter what goes wrong. Um. But it kind of, it's its one of those things that gets you thinking, like, I'd say there are people in my life that I'm like that. You know, you just, you, um, you kind of accept that behavior more than you would, you know, a whole lot of other people. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's funny because they always ask her and she's like, I just, uh, 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 she's one of my good yeah. friends. And I, yeah. I can't imagine my life without Lisa in it. And you're just like, cut to season nine, <laughs> Kyle, because that's not how you're going to feel then. But yeah, it. For years in that show, they're like, weirdly, sometimes I wonder, 
does Kyle get like a Kathy Hilton, big sister, mother bear vibe from Lisa Vanderpump? Because you know when Kathy Hilton comes yeah. in, Kathy, they kind of go, oh, Kathy kind of raises, she's like our mom, ha ha ha. And Kathy and Lisa have that same stoic, you know, rich white lady thing, big hair, frosty attitude. I'm kind of like, does Kyle feel like Lisa's the sister she never had? Or like not never had, because she has two other sisters, but like a sisterly vibe. I don't know. It's very weird. It's very weird. Or sometimes I'm like, is it the British thing? Is she like, is she like hooked on the kind of regal vibes of Lisa? I don't know. It's so weird. It's really strange. Um, but yeah, they always seem to, and, and Lisa kind of can just get away with anything then. It is, it's, it's almost like a weird kind of abusive relationship. Like, yeah, emotionally, Lisa, yeah. Yeah, because Lisa, she's definitely gotten away with murder with certain things. Like if, if a friend of mine, did that tabloid Mauricio thing. Oh my God, like gone from my life forever. Fully. And also like I do, it does make me laugh sometimes because Lisa bangs on about being British and da 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 and her life in London. And I'm like, yeah, you seem really aristocratic to these Americans. If you were in the UK, you like we, and this is no shade because she's obviously wealthy, but if you put her against actual wealthy, wealthy to the manner born British people, they'd be like, who's this? It's like, girls, go to the Cotswolds, please. Like, you don't know what this is. Like her, like even just like her style, it's actually a bit tack. Oh, it's so tacky. She's very new money. And it's so weird because she's actually so beautiful and is like in amazing shape. But she dresses like 20 years older, which even on Vanderpump Rules, when she's around these younger kind of cast members, I'm like, Lisa, when you rock in like to the building of a new bar in jeans and T-shirt, you look so much younger. Like it's so her true. choices are very weird. When she wears like a crisp white shirt and like and jeans, it's like, oh my god, you look way cooler. And like she has her initials encrusted on things. It's like, please <laughs> come on, please now. Oh, <laughs> she's just she's a law unto herself. That that Lisa Vanderpump. I do like your impression though. There's something there. Thank you, thank you. Aaron Project Series <laughs> Three. Lisa Vanderpump comes in. The hair up to high heavens. I'm calling it now. <laughs> Go, she goes on the Maura and Doggy show. <laughs> oh my God, that's iconic. I can only imagine. Um, you mentioned that your followers message you about Housewives. So when they message you, like, are they like, oh girl, I've watched for years, welcome along. Are they like, oh my God, I'm addicted to, like, what is the consensus you're getting from people in the DMs? Oh, for the most part, it's that they started this year on Netflix and were so hooked that they had to download Hey You, which is what I did. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you have all of the reality TV stuff there. And actually, I know you you mentioned Keeping Up With The Kardashians earlier and I got the vibe that you're not a big fan. Like, no, I don't mind it. I'd watch it the odd time. I just never got into the way I got into Housewives. I think because it's just a different kind of show. And when you watch Kardashians, like sometimes it's dramatic, but a lot of it is just, so, um, you guys, I'm having a salad and it's so crazy. Like not, there's not much action. And most (laughs) of it is stuff you know has happened already. Do you know, whereas in Housewives stuff surprises you and you don't know the people as well because they're not, they don't have 100 million followers on Instagram. So there's a bit of mystery with Kim. I'm like, I could get all this on social media. Yeah. Hey guys, swipe up for my velour. It's so good. It's like, okay. <laughs> there's not a whole I, I know, there. it's not surprising. It's it's not surprising at all that the show is, is cancelled. But sorry, yeah, my I, why I brought them up was just because, oh my God, I never realised Hey You was just so full of like amazing reality TV. For the most part, yeah, people have started watching on Netflix and now have downloaded Hey You and are, are bet into it. But for... um. Yeah, the most, I think the person who, actually, it's funny you mentioned social media and their different accounts. Like, I've followed, who have I followed? Kyle, Kim, uh, Lisa, Van, did I follow Lisa Vanderbilt? Maybe I didn't. Um, but Brandy. And uh, 
oh god i'm watching her stuff now and i'm like oh god she doesn't she she hasn't changed as in like well her face has changed she's yeah got a lot of work done but uh she she's just the same like and, and like still harping on about beverly hills even though she hasn't been in it for a good few seasons you know like i mean i think she's done like a few cameos she was in it a bit this season and was more she was more involved this season than she has in years but you always get the sense she's never she'd never let it go anyway when she wasn't on yes. for like three seasons she'd forever be finding a way to talk about it i'm like they didn't have you back this year i think you should just ignore it for now like do you think do you think they didn't bring her back because she just was actually getting too out of hand I think she'd hit a wall and they knew that once like on Housewives in particular if they start to become just too villainous there's nowhere for them to go I think and I think they wanted to give her a break and she appeared on seasons here and there and then this most recent season had this whole thing with Denise Richards and that ended in a weird way where I don't think the audience got much resolution so like I can't see them bringing her back next year because she was only friend of last year and was so big in the story I'm like if they didn't make you full time then What's yeah. the incentive for another one? You know, like the politics yeah. of how it must be made are so oh weird. My god. Oh my God, I'd love to know more. Yeah, it's fascinating. Like there was a, I don't know if it's on Hey because they aired it kind of before one of the seasons premiered a few years ago. They did a special that was a look back on the first season. And it was all these like behind the scenes things of like, they're about to shoot a big scene you would recognize, but they're kind of standing, waiting in the side of a restaurant being like, okay, I'm going in now. Yeah. Or, okay, what time is the food at? Like, and it was like the night of the big Kim Kyle showdown at the end of season one, where they end up in the limo, like seeing how that all came together. And apparently the production had no idea Kim was an alcoholic until Kyle brought it up on the show that way. That was, they filmed all of that season and they had done, they had done a cast photo shoot for season one at some point along the way. And they'd made them hold champagne flutes in the introduction. And someone said, oh, let's just do a take with a diamond. And then when they wrapped up, they were like, um, Kim's actually an alcoholic. So we maybe shouldn't have them all holding champagne flutes in the introduction. So they didn't know about her addiction at first. Right. Which is why I think they're always at loggerheads. Kyle fully outed her on TV. Like, can you imagine? You'd be like, uh, but yeah, I'd watch a show about the making of it. I really would. Yeah, big time. And you know what? It was when Lisa Rinna came in and started talking about addiction and because uh, she kind of came in with a bang and was like, why is no one talking about Kim? Why is no one helping her? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and it, that actually made me think like, because of course, when that whole scene with Kyle happened, it was like, oh my God, she's after outing her sister and this awful time that she must be going through on the show. But I did have sympathy for Kyle because you're like, it must be so difficult to 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 watch that because there's only it's just that classic thing of you cannot help someone who doesn't want to help themselves and i'm sure kyle did want to help her um and that was just an absolute over like a bubbling reaction like that overflowed into the show but that's why i that's that shit is why i just come back to all of the shows because it's that mix of like okay sure the cast trip was planned by a production company but like there are all these moments that you couldn't make up. There's moments that you couldn't plan for. And it's when those moments hit that you're like, you don't get this on other shows. You just don't like, yeah. there's something about that mix of like, oh, that was fake, but it made me laugh. Oh, that's kind of mad. Anyway. Oh my God. That's so beyond real. I can't believe I'm watching it. Like it's bizarre. Yes. Totally. Totally. And I think more, some seasons have more of those little organic moments than others. And that's what kind of sets them apart from, Maybe the not so interesting seasons. Actually, can I please just bring up um, <laughs> Carl, 
uh, Carlton. (laughs) Oh my god, I have such a soft spot for her. I'm sorry. I wish they kept her on. She's mental. Because she was just... I just love the idea that she had like this Marilyn Manson gothic mansion, but she was like a pussycat doll gone wrong and she was a (laughs) witch and she put a spell on Kyle's computer. I just feel like they didn't even scratch the surface of her. A spell on Kyle's computer? Remember that? She put a hex on my, she put a hex on my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare come on me. Like iconic. I miss Carlton. I'm just going to, there, I said it. It's mad some of the people that pass through, like it, those people who have one season and you're like, who are you? Who the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, Joyce. What What did you make of Joyce? I didn't mind her. She was just a bit dull. I know she was, uh, she popped up on Vanderpump Rules years later as a friend of Lisa's in a scene. So I think her and Lisa are still friends. But like, she just didn't have a whole lot going on. I think it's, when you watch a lot of Housewives, different shows and different characters coming in and out each season, it's such a tricky thing to get right. It's like, it's like casting anything. Same in radio, if they ask you to do something with someone or someone else, like sometimes two people can be great or four people or five or whatever, but it's about how they mix together. It's like a recipe. Some people are going to fit in and some won't. And it's always funny when they throw someone in the mix and you're like, it's not working for me, babe. Not really, nah, not feeling this. Oh, and Brandy, Brandy was like awful to her. It was yeah. just like... And racist, to be racist? honest. Some of the shit she said. And I oh. think now people have actually gone back to that stuff now because I don't know how much you've seen this, but all the kind of Bravo shows like Beverly Hills and other housewife shows have had more of a reckoning about race this year because certain people have been fired for remarks and people have gone, look, Brandy was no angel in the past. So it's just funny even that you mentioned her because I think... Joyce actually got a lot of shit that they would probably be a lot harder on someone for saying now, which, and oh, they should have been at the time as well, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing with Joyce. She did get a, a lot of grief that she shouldn't have had to get. Totally. And then like, oh, like the whole name thing, the way she kept getting her name wrong. Like it was just the most classic bully tactic because it's yeah. so, it's such a secondary school, like vicious thing. Like, get my name right it's like the basics oh I, I really fell for her in those scenes and then and it got to the point where brandy was doing it so much and joyce was correcting her every time that it was it was like she was trying to make joyce look like a lunatic for for like for correcting her and it's like no you are the lunatic here and it's also like people talk about racist microaggressions and shit like that like if someone isn't like if someone's latina or black or whatever and they have a name that is quote unquote like her name is Joyce but if you're trying to make out that her name is exotic or different like that's fully about who that person is in their background it's not just okay. sorry is it Darren or Duran oh sorry I've got like you know people get fucking names wrong and they go oh yeah. my I fucked up but you're right shit like that does always put me off brand where I'm like girl no let's not do the racist card let's not go there um Big time. god you've you've only watched one show but I feel like only like in that one show alone you've gotten to see all the tropes that are on housewives like there are so many that i love like i love seeing them pack for trips i love seeing like the fake apologies what are things what are housewives tropes that you've noticed and ones that you kind of love seeing uh i love seeing ken and lisa like they're like just lives and and uh the, the swans and the little horses and <laughs> Like, I just, I, I just think there, there's enough, like Ken, actually, do you know what? Ken and Yolanda, remember that whole thing? They had real, they were real loggerheads for a while. Yeah, um, and Yolanda's so interesting when she goes into that space of fighting with someone like Ken, because she's very like, 
no, 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 no. You've crossed me now, so you have to apologize. And I don't always love Leander on the show, but I loved her. She's like, no, Ken, you'll have to apologize. <laughs> she really was just like, no, no, no. I expect an apology. <laughs> I, I like Yolanda and I and I felt bad for her. Like, I know kind of a, a talking point with her is that like, oh, she's like, a, she seems like a bit of a, a, a too intense mother. Just it's mad that they actually have become supermodels because when Yolanda was saying it on the show initially I was like yeah okay they'll be they'll get catalog work like I'm sure but now they're literally like supermodels it's it's bonkers like I I would love for them to just make a random cameo in an episode in the future just for old time's sake because later on Lisa Rinna's daughters go down the modeling route and I'm like this is very yellow pack Yolanda like god bless but it's not quite the same I don't think Lisa Rinna's the modeling coach that she thinks she is it's just not the same I do. I really love the fact that Lisa Rinna feels she can turn her hand to anything. Like, I love that confidence. It is it is amazing. Like, she's now trying to launch a, a makeup line, like, for, I think it's, at the moment, it's just lipsticks and lip glosses, because she's like, my lips are so iconic. It's like, hon, just leave it to Kylie Jenner, please, now. I know. I mean, it's so funny. She's, people have been asking me for years. I'm like, have they? Who's ever DM'd Lisa Rinna? Like, I must have your lip, like, it's just... But then I'll also give it to because you're right. She's the queen of the hustle. And I love the way she will. She's like, okay, you know what? Want to buy something? I got something to sell. Like when you see her on QVC, that always sends me when they follow her to that dank hotel room in the middle of nowhere. And she wipes it down (laughs) with the wipe, which now I'm like, she predicted 2020. But like, you're kind of like, you know what, Lisa, you've earned every one of these pennies. Like, I can't knock you for it. Big time, big time. Um, I, I love her hustle I love that she feels yeah I saw on her stories the other day her daughter is modelling for Skims with Kim Kardashian so I mean that's pretty cool yeah that's like listen that is a booking Um, I did want to ask you actually because on the last of your life you've had like such an interesting mix of guests like a lot of big names that Irish people would love if someone said to you tomorrow alright we can get you someone from Housewives of Beverly Hills <gasps> who would you have on? oh my god that is so good I mean I think, mm, who would have the best stories? Like, I do think Lisa Vanderpump would be good. Yeah. If she went, if she was in the good humor and got what you were trying to do, I think, I feel like if she gets what you want out of her, if she gets what you're trying to do, she's like on board. If she was like, who is this? What is this? She would, you're like, I think it would be either or. If you got her on a good day, I think it'd be like, I remember Ken wanted to have sex that night. Like she tests some fucking howlers. Yes. Big time. I, I think her, or maybe mm, Lisa Rinna. No, maybe not. Oh, I mean, Brandy, if I wanted it to be a total, maybe hot mess and her to say things that I probably have to edit out in the end anyway. But, but, uh, but I think, no, I think Lisa Vanderpump, if she was, yeah, as you say, if she was in good form and if she had a cup of tea and was like ready for a chat, I think she could be brilliant. Yes, get them, get her on a good day. And something I've been asking everybody on the show is you're throwing a dinner party you can invite five housewives, friends of, or even husbands to dinner. Who are you inviting and why? Oh my God. Okay, I am <laughs> inviting Mauricio for the yeah. eye candy. Tea. I'm, <laughs> I'm inviting Lisa Rinna because I think she actually is always up for the crack. Um, Or is she? Do you think she's up for the crack? I think she would be fun. I think she knows how to turn it on and be a good dinner party guest. And she'd probably stir the pot beautifully. But metaphorically and maybe for dinner. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I would would invite Brandy. As controversial as that might sound, I would invite her. I'd want her there. I I, I just think it would be fun to see what she'd say. (laughs) 
just she just throw a spanner in the works as long as I wouldn't have to clean up the mess like yes as long as I could as long as the dinner party would end and I'd be like okay that was an experiment bye (laughs) kicking everyone out like see ya (laughs) (laughs) so Mauricio Lisa Rinna uh Brandy I think I'd bring Ken and Lisa then (gasps) that's yeah you want one couple because they'll have like anecdotes about each other and a bit of a, a bit of a crack I do love that um, you, without hesitation, said you'd invite Kyle's husband, but not Kyle. <laughs> you were like, I don't need Kyle. I'll take her husband, though. <laughs> Whatever. No, because I actually think, I actually think Mauricio is probably great fun. Um, Not in the Beverly Hills, not in the Real Housewives uh, setting. I'd say he's good crack. For sure. And actually kind of in later seasons he becomes a bit of a stoner and like there's just episodes where he's kind of in the gaff clearly haven't had it like a joint or something he's like hey and he's just got this stoner dad like vibe and he throws parties and he looks he's like a teenager it's hilarious like he does seem like he knows how to have fun i'd say if you bumped into a pub in dublin he'd be great crack totally and he'd say hello and everything is he like they're still very much together yeah, they're still together. I mean, there's always the kind of rumours again, because I think all of them have like to deal with the infidelity rumours. It's like a kind of par for the course. But yeah, and they do seem like obsessed with each other. Like I always kind of have yeah. believed in their, I've always believed in their love. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have too. <laughs> I have too, big time. Um, also, okay, so you, you've had your housewife's dinner party, but another, an important question to ask any housewife's fan is what would your tagline be? Oh my god, yes, I was I was thinking about it and I didn't land on one properly. Um I'm sorry, my favorite one is Erica Jane's from seeds from is it this season? I'm an enigma wrapped in something and cash. <laughs> it's the way she says it. <laughs> Her delivery. It's so camp. She knows exactly what she's doing. And cash. <laughs> oh my god, Beth, because I thought about it loads and then I didn't I- she land on one. Would it be okay, something to do to with radio or something to do with a podcast or I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so I I like to or like impressions. Like <gasps> maybe I, I like to like you know, like I like to be other people, but I'm very much me type thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I might impersonate others, but I'm always myself. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like I pretend to be other people, but I'm always true to myself. And then you twirl. <laughs> With the diamonds, yes! I love the diamonds. <laughs> Sorry. They just came, that just came to me. I must. I have a gift. I have a second sense for these kind of things. You're, you know what's going to happen? You're going to message me in like a day. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, <gasps> I just thought of a tagline. Like they're one of those yes! things. Once oh, you bet. start, like I do them with friends. Once you do one, someone else is like, no, 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 no. We should do this one. Like they just... You go I know, I'm going to I'm, I'm mull over that now and, and get on to you about something else. Maybe attach it in the show notes. At the, end <laughs> the podcast description. For our listeners' information, Duran offered the following, or in the outro, Duran offered the following taglines in a follow-up <laughs> message. Like a legal, like a disclaimer at the end. <laughs> or, or, or what about like, um, I can, uh, um, Oh. I can be, people are like, what? <laughs> I can't think of something. I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I could be other people, but I... You're on to something. I think it could be, I like to be other people, but I'd rather be myself. Yeah! Something like that. Yes! I like to be other people, 
But I'd rather be myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I think because like impressions in person and being me, like those are kind of it's those playing words that they all excel at because you know it's some poor producer going no 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 what if, what if you say this like god I'd imagine doing the taglines is nightmarish I, I mean fair fair is must be someone's full-time job coming up with all the different ones for Kyle over the seasons <laughs> what like in Beverly Hills in this town of Beverly Hills like she loves mentioning that she's in Beverly Hills like or in yes! this town I'm like we get it Kyle we get it yeah that's so true she's like People are fake in this town, but not me. I'm real or some shit. <laughs> I do. I think my favorite Beverly Hills tagline of all time is still, throw me to the wolves and I shall return leading the pack. It's just so melodramatic. It's like, it's like. That was because, that was, it was because the previous season had been the one where they all literally threw her to the wolves. <laughs> Throw me to the wolves and I will return, leading the pack. It's like, you'd swear she was on Game of Thrones. It's like so over the top. I'm like. Okay, anyway, so you're going for lunch with five other rich ladies tomorrow, leading the pack. Great. Like, chill out. Oh, my God. Actually, Kim's in season one was something to do with being a child star. I remember about four episodes in, it was like, you could actually play a drinking game. How many times has Kim said she was a child star? And, and the way Lisa Reno, Lisa Reno will never say, like, my husband, she'd be like, Harry Hamlin. Harry Hamlin. I find that so weird because it's like a tick almost, like, she doesn't sometimes say, oh, Harry, she, and she never says my husband. It's always, always the full name, like every time, not just like, oh, my husband, in case you didn't know, it's like for people who already know her husband. Well, you know, <laughs> Harry Hamlin, we're like, you've been on the show for five years, so we know who that is. Obviously, <laughs> Harry Hamlin, and now she's like making a joke out of it. It's like, are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of cute. I think it means she, I think it shows you kind of idolizes him. She's just like my iconic husband. Yeah, I mean, I do think she's obsessed with Harry. Like, I do at the back yeah. of it all. And I, I don't know, what for all the supposed rumours around the Kim, like, thing in Amsterdam, like, I just get the vibe Lisa's mad about Harry Hamlin. Full name only. So we've gone through all the taglines and dinner parties and whatnot. If you were to start, like, do you have plans on your housewife's journey to go into other cities? You've gone down the Hey You route now, so it's all there. It's all there to play for. Like, what are you thinking? I, I mean, I am totally open to suggestions. As I said, I tried New York, but I, I think as well, because they've actually, like some of the seasons, like season one of some of the shows is a good few years ago. So it kind of feels like it's it's kind of old. The way it's shot, it feels kind of old. So that kind of throws me a bit because I'm like, oh God, is this really old? So I'm not going to, are the references going to be annoyingly old? But, but, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Like, what should I start with? No, it's funny. That has come up both in all the chats I've had for this podcast and with people just recommending, like, with, say, New York and Atlanta, which end up becoming, like, two of the best ever. The first few seasons now just look like they were filmed on a Nokia 3310. It was just yeah. just a couple of years before telly started to look really slick and in widescreen and all that stuff. So if you can get past how they look, there's so much there. Because you know yourself... If you watch from the early days, when it all starts to go off seasons later, you have so much history with them. So yes. I do think New York and Atlanta are worth a go. They're very different shows. New York is kind of like a screwball comedy about rich women. Atlanta is much glitzier, but also a lot more. They're much more dramatic and much funnier. Like Atlanta, their turn yes. of phrase and their wit is like, it's just a different culture that they're in. And it's a different, like the relationship with money in that city is very different, I think. So Atlanta, New York, I mean... 
I'm watching Potomac at the moment, which is like kind of like the fan favorite show. I started that in like okay. season three and they're on season five now, which is absolutely bonkers. So I think you could do Potomac. On paper, you're like, where is Potomac? Why should I care? But once you get into <laughs> it, you're like, these women are absolutely mad. So that okay, ha- it has okay. that to it. But yeah, I think New York and Atlanta are there to be discovered. I think once you get it, you'll really get it. I'm literally writing them down. Yeah. <laughs> I can see your Atlanta. listeners. I can see the pen moving in her hand. <laughs> Potomac. Perfect. You're going to only be able to talk in Housewives quotes in about a month. And I'm so happy to have that idea. We will bond over it forever, Connor. I, I'm delighted. So before we go, for people who are listening who want to follow you online or check out the podcast, when do new episodes come out? What Where can they find it? All that kind of thing. So uh, every Wednesday, the last three lives. So I've, I've had, I think, six now. Um, and I'm I'm delighted I, I have all the rest of the season recorded so I don't really have to worry uh, through this lockdown so yeah it should take us right up to Christmas I, I have a couple of extra episodes in that I might put out as bonus episodes but for the most part it's generally it's every Wednesday the last of your life on all podcast platforms amazing and of course you are a breakfast radio legend so people can catch you First thing every month, every I'll say every Monday morning, every weekday morning, just Mondays. <laughs> you won't do wish. the Monday show. Oh my God. <laughs> the one I'd day week. Like, <laughs> I always think like Philip and Holly, like having that Friday off. I'm like, oh my God, they have Fridays off every week. I'm like, that is the sweetest deal. They only work right. Monday to Thursday. Long weekend every weekend. Anyway, that's not my life. That's their life. <laughs> uh, yes, weekday mornings, Owen and I are on 2FM. So tune in. Yeah, and particularly now, it's actually... People have said this to me. I'm sure you've gotten this too. Like there's something about the routine and the regularity of radio when thing, everything else is a bit mad because you're like, well, breakfast shows on. Even if I'm working from home, it gives me that sense that I'm going to work because I have them on while I make breakfast. I'm sure you're getting oh, that from people as well. Massively, massively. And uh, during actually the kind of peak lockdown, we so we used to start the show at six and we just we started, started it from 6.30 because in our minds it was just like, there just really isn't that many people up. Um, even the boss kind of said to us, he was working from home and he was like, I'm taking the dog for a walk at eight in the morning and the blinds are still down in people's houses because no one's going anywhere because schools weren't on or whatever. So we were doing the show from 6.30 to nine and we got loads, loads of texts from people saying, um, I, I, I'm a frontliner and I'm working on night shifts or whatever and I miss you guys. Like, please come back from 6 a.m. That, that half hour is just a little bit lonely. And we got someone saying they go for dialysis in Dublin th- uh, three times a week and they missed us. And anyway, so we're back from six now. And, uh, and you know, even for us, you know, for other people, of course, that, that bit of structure with having radio still there throughout all this. But for us as well, like, I don't know what I would have done without it. And without the listeners, you know, texting in and, and it, there is a real sense of we're all in this together and we're all trying to just have even with callers, you know, you could have a caller on for a competition and they could be a frontliner or they're a COVID swabber or whatever. And you you try and kind of get into the nitty gritty and be like, how's it been? Like, how are you getting on? They're like, yeah, fine. Yep. We're just doing what we have to do. So, yeah, we're we're uh, we're we're on air as usual. And uh, if, if things get a bit more intense, we might have to broadcast from home again, which I'm sure if we have to do, we have to do. But for now, we're in studio and it's all good. And you still have plenty of Real Housewives to watch. So either way. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm, so happy. <laughs> I'm just impressed because I messaged you when you were on like the first or second season and that was June, July and it's October. We're talking now and you're on season seven and you've got like a lot of other things on work-wise. I'm like, I'm impressed. That's, that's <laughs> top of developing a new hobby. 
No, when I say we're committed, we are so committed. Like, and, and I was saying that at the start, like it doesn't matter if it's a Monday evening and we're like, oh, this week is going to be forever or it's a Saturday night and we're like, woo, open the wine. Like no matter what night of the week or like mood we're in, it always, it's just such a lovely escape. It's like, it was kind of like what Gossip Girl was to me when I was studying for the Leaving Search. It's just an escape. You know? Yes, that's actually a great analogy. God, now you might want to rewatch Gossip Girl. That's a whole other podcast I could do, actually. <laughs> uh, listen, Darren Garrahy, thank you so much for taking time in your busy schedule to talk about some of the trashiest TV in the world. Thank you so much for having me, Connor. And that was Darren Garrahy, our guest this week on Housewives and Me. Make sure you check out her podcast, Last of Your Life. And of course, as someone who works at 2FM, I would be remiss to not mention the fact that she is one half of the amazing 2FM Breakfast Show with Owen McDermott as well. You've got to check that one out. It is such a bright spot on people's mornings and understandably so. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave a rating or a review of the show, I'd really appreciate it. I am making this completely independently and on my own and to have those kind of uh, ratings and reviews really help for things like Apple Podcasts in terms of getting the show out there. It is much appreciated, I promise you. I will be back next Tuesday with another brand new episode. Until then, this has been Housewives and Me. I've been Connor Bean. Thank you for listening. 